Hello everyone, I'm Tony and I'm Natalie and we are the Lazy Book Lovers. <laughs> We're just going to go into it today. Are we not going to tangent at all? Oh my god, no, we've got too, too much, much to do. So this week we're doing indie author books. It's going to have to be a two-parter by the way, so, yeah. straight away. <laughs> it's going to be a two-parter. Natalie did a TikTok calling out for indie authors and... Um, so many of you replied, <laughs> which is amazing. You provided, thank you. And it's been really exciting. I've only got like halfway through the comments. So but we weren't expecting that. <laughs> We've done oh, call outs yeah. before and we didn't get this many. I was like, I have about 10 books. Maybe if I can get another five or six, uh, I've got like 90 <laughs> comments. And then we've had a bunch of submissions through our website form. Thank you. Instagram. And if you submitted through the website form, like, months ago, uh, it turned out we didn't know where they were going, so yeah. sorry. Yeah, so... <laughs> We'll we'll we, your we do have website form submissions going back to like February when we launched the website. So but some somebody, not me, it's hundred percent not me. It's definitely me. Um, didn't realise those form submissions go to my personal email address and not the book lover's email address so because it's hella professional. It, <laughs> Because it's my WordPress account and I set up the page and I'm like the author of the page. I don't really understand how it works. And I don't check my writing email ever. And then I checked it the other month and immediately sent Natalie a voice note. Like, there's like 17 submissions in here that we've just not replied to. Love it. Because we are totes professional. Totes professional. So, yeah. Yeah, so basically the plan of action is... I got through as many of the comments as I physically could whilst my eyes were open. I'm going to do an episode today of November releases and I'm just going to do them until I can't talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then we will do an episode of December releases mm-hmm. and perhaps some of the November releases I don't get to today. Basically, this is just a how long can Natalie talk? <laughs> well, when we hit like an hour and a half. <laughs> Which is our limit for records. We're, oh, we're, we're on, the, on the clock till I need a, till I definitely need a week. That's it. Yeah. yeah I'm just going to move this mic closer to oh, you yeah. because the start today. The drink away. <laughs> definitely don't need any more of that. Okay. We need more of the caffeine though. I do. I do. Um, so we have two mini podcast guests as well. We have Baby hmm. and we have Sybil the cat, who you're going to hear purring. She's being really clingy today. She's my bud. She loves Natalie, and she really likes the baby. As she should. <laughs> this good baby is mini, mini. With all of her sleeping, she's definitely mini, mini. <laughs> right. I don't know, make it to your voice, internet. But it's fine. We can power through. Do you want a hot spot? <laughs> no, we'll just, we'll just go for you it. You good? Yeah, we said we weren't going to touch him, so let's just... <laughs> also, I think I'm only going to describe covers that are... Yeah, we used to do very long cover descriptions, yeah. but I feel like we have to maybe cut it down. We're just going to talk about it. <laughs> and I'll, if, if something in particular on a cover has been like, kapow to my eyes, then we'll talk about it. But yeah. All these books will be on our indie author's wish list. If you go through Lazy Book Lovers to our card, and you can look at the covers there and order yourself a copy. Don't order it from the wish list, it'll come to me. You're more than welcome to do that, but 
yeah, send us free books, but also <laughs> but this is so you can the buy these books yeah. for yourself. <laughs> okay, right, let's start. Get into so, it. This came out on the 5th of November. It's called According to Plan, and it's by Erica Damon. Oh, yeah. Mm. Also, full disclosure, uh, I did not look up any <laughs> pronunciations, so it's one of those episodes. Right. Natalie is not good with names, but she does her best. <laughs> and usually if we can't say your name, you get more time talking about it. Yeah, that's true. If you have a fantasy book with loads of names I can't pronounce, then, you know, you get loads of airtime. Right. <laughs> I will read you the book. Or synopsis that come with which I'm going to read you right in. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to read you some words. Just some descriptions. The girl who loved Tom Gordon loves you. Every woman has encountered that guy, the one who won't take no for an answer. Laura's assistant, Jared, is obsessed with her, and after being fired, he uses his newly free time to learn her routines. No matter how she says no, his advances keep getting bolder. Laura soon realises that the women she thought were friends were actually teen Jared. He's funny and likeable while Laura is reserved. Of course, I don't believe that he's stalking her, and without a tangible threat, the police can't help either. Now she has an elaborate plan to fake her death. When everything goes wrong, she finds herself lost in a forest and her notes tell people not to look for her. But one person is looking for her. Jared's formed a plan of his own and is hunting her to prove they were meant to be by any means necessary. Mm. Psychological suspense thriller. I feel like we've not really shared anything like that before. We've done romances and fantasy and a few contemporaries. You, I think it's because you went on a thriller kick a couple of years ago and then kind of have had enough of it. And because I don't read it, therefore mm. it doesn't get talked about. Yeah, I've started to pick up a few more mm. thrillers. So Are you coming back to it? Cool. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about the stalking ones. No, I think it depends on that bit about how, because it's funny and likeable, no one mm. believes that that's. Mm. Scarily too close to the yeah. reality for me. <laughs> but yeah, that's interesting. I think as it's as it's written by a woman, I'm inclined to give it a try. Yeah. As as I've mentioned many a time. Yeah. I don't tend to do thrillers with thrillers by men. Yeah, especially when they're female protagonists. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And um, especially when they have ambiguous names. Oh yeah, well we talked about like the yeah, yeah the androgynous names. names kind of. To trick no, you. Stop it. <laughs> um, the next one, I, I read the title. Okay. And okay, it's called the Snow Owl, and I was like, oh, it's a kid's it's book. It's not a kid's book. <laughs> I think I had a book called the Snow Owl. Owl when I was a kid. I was like, oh, someone submitted a kid's book. No. <laughs> um, this is by Pieta Grobler, and it's not a kid's book. No, what's, what's the hack? What's the hack? Um, <laughs> Paul Martin Gero Sobrett must that's a long name must escape the dreadful claws of Madame Elsa. After losing his parents, Paul is sent to an orphanage. At first, all seems fine. Yet a dark shadow looms close by. He quickly clum, comes. He quickly comes to the frantic conclusion that he needs to get out of this life. It is only when he least expects he'll find something. You don't know the sound of that one? Is it because it's not a children's book? Okay. She was like, I wanted the children's book. Yeah. Where's the snow owl? And now he's an orphan. <laughs> What's going on? It is only when he least expects he finds something more than he would have hoped for. He finds someone that warps his entire perception of reality in a desperate attempt 
He must help his new friend get back to the Mobis Mortium. <laughs> Can he see his way out, away from Madame Elsa? Should he leave his life behind, the city grew, he grew up in, there? Should he abandon one world for another? With the fire in him slowly dying, he might have no choice. <laughs> in search of a better life, is the Mobis Mortum safe? Definitely mispronounced that. But that yeah, sounds cool. That sounds pretty interesting. Not the cute little fluffy kids, but I thought it was going to be. wonder but, what the snowy hour is in um, reference to then. Maybe it's like a code name for someone. Or like, I don't know, he's like innocent and there's a dark shadow. Mm, it does say a dark shadow looms close by. I'm going to, well, Bern is in Switzerland. Okay. So I'm guessing that's why the name is Swiss. Yeah. Presumably. I can't remember. One of the authors that submitted, I don't know if it's this one, and it might be, is only like 19. You can't be doing that to me. You can't sorry. be... sorry. Like, you can't be successfully releasing books when I've had the same idea since I was 15 and I've never done anything with it. It's rude, okay? Um, well, you have. You've done lots of writing. <laughs> I've written it and then rewrote it. <laughs> I rewrote it so many times. Um, you know, I don't know if this is... The, but one of the authors... Like 19. I was like, Good for me. you. Excuse me. Good for you. <laughs> right. The Curse Breaker books by Linda Cooksera. So, if I remember right, yeah. So, uh, Melinda, just double checking your, your pronouns, she has released, um, <laughs> she's released, she's got a book series called The Curse Breaker and she's released them in like, trilogy omnibuses is this like a also on tiktok yeah yeah i feel like i've seen these because obviously curse breaker right up my street yeah oh i didn't say when the snow owl came out did i the internet's only working that's cool uh, <laughs> 7th of november so on the 7th of november as well yeah. the curse breaker books seven and nine came out oh no so I will read to you the series overview. Yeah, I don't need these eight book series that are already established, okay? <laughs> I'm a basic bitch for a long series. <laughs> oh, they're not that big. Well, okay, so, oh no. Well, the first one at the minute is 99p for books one to three. Right, right. <laughs> Could be worth giving it a try. Okay. Sam <laughs> might be reluctant to use his magic. But the monsters who invade his home and threaten his friends, his family and the enchanted forest outside their door aren't shy about using magic. It will take heart, hope and a heck of a lot of magic to defeat them if Sam doesn't fall to the doubts that trouble him. Heart, hope, heck, like that. Mm. Like some of the... Um, like a bit of alliteration. That's the right word, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some of the like little like subtitle bits in it. It's, it's curse break. Oh no, these must be the names of the books actually. Mm. So, in I'll do all of the names actually, just because they do sound interesting. Because they've all got curse names. I think that's cool when people do that with their series. I like the so curse continuity. Quick, yeah, quickly rattle off the books, and then we're going to move on because <laughs> we will talk about this for a while. Curse breaker enchanted. Curse breaker darkens. Curse breaker. Faceted. I think that's how you pronounce it. That was a good job. Curse Breaker Falls. Curse Breaker Sundered. Curse Breaker Hidden. Curse Breaker Fallout. Curse Breaker Trapped. And Curse Breaker Revealed. So actually, we'll have Curse Breaker Ooh. in there. Love it. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's going straight on Tony's mm-hmm. wish list. When I listen to the edit from this, I'll be like, oh my God, that thing. Because like, I don't remember a single thing we say in these podcast recordings. And then I re-listen and I'm like, oh my God, that book. Um, yeah, because sometimes you listen back on older ones yeah. and you're like, oh, I meant to read that one. Honestly, yeah, because I'm doing an... I like to audit our older mm-hmm. episodes because the ones we did like 20 ago, I'm like, I could not tell you what we said in them. I can't what we said four episodes ago. When, when we start to like every six months, we kind of review and make new plans. So that's why I was like reviewing and I was like, mm-hmm. there's loads of things I say in the episode. I want to read that. I need to put that on my list. Yeah. I'm going to do that when I listen to the edit. And then they're going my wish list. I haven't done that. Yeah. So then I have to go and Then you're like, fine, I'll do it. It's like a never ending cycle. There's just too, there's many, too, many too many good books. All of the ones from like the first ever indie episode we did that I said yeah. I wanted to read, I've, I've probably only made it for a quarter of them. And that was over a year ago that we did that. Episode. Yeah, there's just there's so many good books. There's too many good books in this world. And especially now I've got a Kindle, I have access to those books. Yeah, I'm, uh, Kindle Unlimited is just like... Absolute crack for me. Yeah. <laughs> there's a series, I don't know if I'll get to it today, but there is a series that I think Sounds like a Tony series. Um, because it said sim uh, for fans of Zodiac Academy. Oh yeah. Right. Next one. Part of the Marked by Lyra Asher. So this is from a series, I believe, because of course. This is book one in a series called Moons of the Divine. Yeah, Moons of the Divine. This came out on the eighth of November. Think book two might be out already as well. No, book two comes out next June, but we've already got a cover and the name, and it's already up there for pre-order. Check you out. Right. On it. That organisation. Yes, the second book is called Queen of the Broken. Mm, I like it. Right. So, you cannot know the depth of your light without knowing the depth of your darkness. <gasps> oh, I like that. <laughs> already love it. <laughs> Darkness stirs in the continent of Ladon. <laughs> Just me being proud of myself. <laughs> a realm divided by blood, built atop the bones of humans enslaved by the Fae. It's just, it's hitting all of the points. Mm. A human pulled from the wreckage of a once great kingdom, chosen to usher in a new era of peace, a marriage to bridge an alliance between two kingdoms yes. and two species. <laughs> <laughs> to prove that humans and fae can live side by side peacefully. So human fae marriage. <laughs> 18 years ago, Cassandra was saved from the ashes of Menador and brought to live within the safety of Argyle's fae-ruled borders. Now that the time has come, she'll do anything to bring an end to this centuries-old conflict between her kind and the fae, even forfeit her freedom to marry the high fae crown prince. Of Gambriel, the same kingdom that it has enslaved her people for all time. Will Cassandra's sacrifice of her freedom be enough to unite the realm and end the enslavement and slaughter of her people? As the sparks of rebellion begin to blaze through the continent, harsh betrayals and hidden alliances are uncovered, and Cassandra, be- Cassandra begins to realise that nothing and nobody is ever as it seems. Oh, yeah. Mm, definitely one for me. Well, well, well. It's on Kindle Unlimited. Faith, humans, kingdoms, betrayals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds out now. The next one came out on the 9th. So, for context, we're recording this on the 20th, by the way. So. Of November. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Not of anything else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, 
yes, yes, not yes, of yes. the other ones. <laughs> because I just kind of mock you. <laughs> you actually do. That's fine. It's fun. <laughs> when I listen back, I notice just me kind of making fun of the way you say things. <laughs> One day. I'm, I'm a delight. <laughs> One day I'm just going to give all this list of Tony and make her do the episode. Oh, well, we've seen it. The, like I listened back to the one where we did classic books and oh my God, me trying to get a, the Goodreads tab. Do you remember when you were trying me- to like read it and it was just... Like, it was the most words ridiculous words. words, 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 words. <laughs> so we know I can't do this. <laughs> okay, so this one, mm-hmm. it's a sci-fi dystopian book, which I feel like we don't get much of these days. I really want more dystopian. I think because uh, the YA dystopian mm. was such a big thing at one point, everyone just got burnt out on it, didn't yeah. they? Like Paranormal Romance is coming back. Yeah. I want it to make a um, comeback. I, don't think I love YA. a bit of dystopian. I think it's adult dystopian, but it's still post-apocalyptic. Right. I think cause we're living in a dystopia right now. Yeah, in reality. That's why people time. are like, mm, this could actually happen. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why I really like Emily St. James Mandel's books, because mm. they are just probably what's going to happen at some point. God. Anyway, her, her book, That Station Eleven, is about a, a flu like virus that wipes everyone out. Anyway, <laughs> so this is called The Minority Rule, which yes. is, is just a, such a sci fi name. I love mm-hmm. it because when I first wrote it down, I wrote it down as The Minority Report, which is a film I like. Um, and this is from the Minority Rule trilogy. This is book one. Of course, it's true. Like she already knows. So um, it's by Alexa. Alexia? Alexa. Muel Rushbrook, probs entirely wrong. <laughs> so, oh, and also just this first line is like, I style, graded by fertility. Oh, is no. she just like writing about America's future or something? <sighs> Raised to revere family, choices are luxury you will have to forsake. Years of greed and war devastated most of Earth. Now largely infertile, the remnants of the world have been united under one strict, unwavering power focused on Earth's guardianship as well as humanity's prosperity. Maya believes in the established order, yet as a budding young scientist, she also wants more than the decreed roles of housewife to a, stri- housewife to a stranger, egg donor and mother. As family and state force Maya into submission, she resigns herself to a life of compliance until she unexpectedly meets two vastly different women, discovering they both hold secrets Maya questions if she can keep silent, even if revealing the truth threatens to irrecoverable. I hate that word. Irrecoverable. Irrecoverable. Threatens to challenge the foundations of her existence. It always makes me think of the beginning of Twilight. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, anyway. um, (laughs) That sounds scary i don't know Ooh, if i want to read that actually it was bit, yeah um i have a relevant tangent mm. i know we don't have a lot of time for tangents but i'm gonna as slip as it in real relevant, quick we're gonna go for it because usually they're not relevant <laughs> no this is actually relevant did you hear that margaret atwood has sued america for plagiarism 
No. Because she was like, I like that you're a fan of my books, but this is taking it too far. Who's she saying? Because like of the government. I can't remember or... who, like, but she's like, someone, the one I saw was like very sensationalized. Like, she's suing America. She's not. She's probably suing, like, the state or I'm one of the yeah, government she bodies. She's probably suing, like, the MPs. It's a joke. Suing. So, like you know, that. she's quite badass. Yeah, she was like, I like that you're a fan of my books, but can you stop enacting them in real life? After Ray V. Ray like, Wade was I, overturned. I, I own the intellectual rights to this storyline. Yeah, she genuinely has done that and done a real lawsuit. From oh what God. I saw, again, this is videos I've seen. Yeah. Like, take it with a pinch of salt. I'm going to look that up. That sounds amazing. Um, well, did you see what she did with Penguin when um, her book got banned in a bunch of American states? Oh, yeah. They made a fireproof she, book and yeah. they have her torching it with a flame. <laughs> but anyway, that's crazy. that is what your narrative just reminded me of was... Margaret Atwood, so I feel like that's a compliment, hopefully. Traditional publishing is just devastating at the moment. Like mm. They're just, they're all fucked. Booktalkers just fucked everything up for traditional publishers. Mm. Well, they just need to start being smart about how they use it. <laughs> yeah, I think. And, I don't know, like, because their staff. Yeah. Yeah, because I think these days Booktalk can make or break a book. Yeah, I mean, oh, this is this is another tangent, but mm. the amount of books that are on the Goodreads Awards nominees that were originally indie published and yeah. are now entitled to go onto that list mm. because they're now traditional published, which obviously brings in questions of why can only traditionally published go on those list. awards. And also because, like, so for instance, the Atlas Six is on there, which obviously I'm not complaining about, it's a fabulous book, yeah. but it wasn't released this year it was re-released this mm-hmm. year in a traditionally published book so technically that should have been up as a nominee when it first came out like two years ago well, you got but books that are like number one above traditionally published in the kindle stores in amazon like mm. amazon physical publishing store so like for, for you to be in all of amazon to be the number one book or in the top 100 even but then that's not being acknowledged anywhere which rates like traditional publishing yeah and they do have a um a category for debut authors mm. but it's still traditionally published debut authors. a well, new york does the new york bestseller list does that include indies that. or not because I, I have seen indie I, authors with that on their title but i never check if mm. they've been like republished as traditional mm, that's true but yeah, it's just mm. interesting, um, and obviously Goodreads. Like we don't, we don't trust them anyway because they have stuff on that list that come out on the day the cut off, mm. and it's like, but no one's gonna have read that because it's Brandon Sanderson. Everyone's gonna vote for it even they haven't read it themselves. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, next one. As soon as I looked at it and read it. It was a Kindle Unlimited book, so it's now on my Kindle waiting hmm. for me to read it. Um, so, this is called Scarless Nights by Vida Valley. I think that's how you pronounce your name. I apologise if it's not. Nassim moves to a building and ends up next door to Nala, a sexy, free-spirited woman who earns money in a not-so-honourable way. Obsessed with Nala, Nassim spends hours listening through the wall. She even goes as far as spying on her and a string of lovers through the window. Struggling to find employment and and forget her painful past, Nala becomes her greatest distraction. She has one goal, to make Nala hers. While all Nala wants is to have fun with her or anyone else who comes along, Nala doesn't want to commit, and the scene thinks she's fine with that until she's not. It's just gay, you know. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> Um, yep. it's <laughs> just gay good enough it's, it's gay and um, no, no more questions 
<laughs> and the cover's really, I am going to mention the cover because the cover was mm. really grabbed my attention. It's just like a black oh, cover with so really pretty. pretty flowers around Like it. real like looking flowers, not like mm. um, graphics. Yeah. Well, that is pretty. It's just a really pretty cover. And I can't remember what the author wrote, but she, they wrote in our comments something like, Sapphic spicy book, and I was like, <laughs> say no more, say yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, came out November 10th. Nice. So, next one, Where the Lights Lead. This came out November 15th, and it's by L.H. Blake. And I forgot to copy the Kindle link over, but I have the description. So, a forgotten past, a spark between souls, and a light that calls from the dark. Will Reed wants to break through the emotional fog after a terrible car accident. When Alora Green great names, mm-hmm. crashes into his life, he's sure she's the one he's been waiting for, especially since their meeting surfaces supernatural abilities. But with the abilities comes enemies. A hooded stranger with similar powers tries to kill them. Will and Alora must work together to survive and figure out what the stranger wants. Memories begin to flicker to life from the depths of their subconscious. Whatever lies there, it's something to kill for and something to die for. Yep, 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 yep. So yes, please, sir. Slash man. I can't remember. Uh, lady. Ma'am. Uh, well, L.H. Blake, but it is a lady. Mm. Well, they go by she, her. Right, next one. This is from the Men of the Mark series. And the author is <laughs> Alex Hansen, and the book is called The Heart of Jess Burrow. That's what it's called now. <laughs> That's what we are christening it. This is book two in the series. The first one's called The Lady of the Mark. I'm going to read about the first one. Okay. Um, they have really cute covers. I'm going to mention these covers because mm-hmm. they're really cute when they load up on she. Internet allows. <laughs> yeah. So this series of adult fantasy romance novels. I mean, yep. it's old. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's it. That's all I need to know. Let's go wait, to the next wait, this next bit. Follows a guild of assassins. Oh no! <laughs> called the Men of the Mark. Each book follows a different member of the guild and their love interests. Plural. Love interest, and then as they fight to overcome the central conflict within <gasps> their individual stories. Each book is a standalone romance, but conflicts, side characters, and plot elements often carry over into future books. Though these books can be read individually, you'll get the best experience if you read them in order. Welcome to Oda Carith. I'm guessing that's the place, the location. Sounds brilliant. Mm. And the covers yeah, is... of the two books thus far. It's Ooh. giving me A.K. Walford. Yeah, like proper, proper fantasy covers. Yes. So the first one is like, there's like a sword, but it's got like wings, and then proper fantasy writing for the title, and the other one's like a shield with wings on it. We both just light up at fantasy <laughs> book covers, don't we? It's just looks really. It's got that fantasy font. Mm. Yeah, it's flicky, shiny. Mm. Mm. Love shiny. it. Num, uh, num, num. Available on Kindle Unlimited. Uh oh. Both of them. Good times. Right. <laughs> Rat roll. <laughs> This next one is called Twisted Selection by P.H. Nix. And this is book one in the Edgewood Academy Elite series. We've already hit a few keywords. <laughs> I think this was the one that I was like, it was giving me 
the Zodiac Academy vibes, mm. not just because it had Academy in it. Right. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, I think this was one. Yes, it is, yeah. Okay, okay. okay. Edgewood Elite rule this town. Baby's waking up for this one, by the way. Edgewood Elite rule this town, but that doesn't mean they can rule me. After my dad goes missing, my family falls apart. News of an inheritance from a long-lost relative gives us the restart we need. At least, that's what I think until we get there. Edgewood Academy is ruled by the town's four heirs. Oh! <laughs> I don't know if it's got a like, magic in it, but still. So, Wes, broody and stuck up, wants me run out of town. He never misses an opportunity to tell me he thinks I'm trash and don't belong. <laughs> Wyatt, the jokester, who wants to possess me, but doesn't take no for an answer. From day one, he told me I would be theirs. He looks at me like he wants to fuse our souls. Leave, Lev, Lev. Silence for Edgy. His calculating indifference runs hot and cold on the best days. I don't know if he wants to own me or destroy me. I know, honey. Crazy. Owen, dark and depraved. I don't know what happened in his past, but his darkness seeks out my darkness. Whatever the heirs have in store for me pales to the real reason I was brought here. A deal made long ago locked me into a deadly game. Will I survive this twisted selection? Ooh. Oh, it says here, release date to be moved forward. So it was 18th November, but it says it's going to be out in December instead. Yeah, it's a book one in a three-part slow burn, why choose a dark school bully romance series. Meaning the main character will end up with more than one love interest. As the series progresses, so will the level of darkness. 18 plus series for profanity, feisty heroine, bullying, obsessive and possessive themes. Check uh, potential triggers, which include bullying, anxiety disorder, torture scenes and kidnapping. I like it when people put the uh, trigger warnings in. Also, yes, mm. that's the book I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's coming out in December. There we go then. I haven't read any Bully romances apart from Zodiac Academy, but I feel like it's a genre I could probably get into, and we're not going to psychologically delve into that. Yeah, I think I can only get on board with bully romances if there's like a mm. fun backdrop of like magic or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You read it, darling. And it, she agrees. If it's not YA, that's it. I don't want to read bully romances that are aimed at children. No, yeah. But if they're aimed at adults, that's okay. Yeah. Because we do the red flags and just blindly ignore them. But we can acknowledge them. I don't know, because like, the way it was done with Zodiac Academy... I know you haven't read this far yet, but like, there is a bit of character growth that has to happen for the bully before shit goes down. Yeah. And obviously in context as well, where they're the heirs and it's they're like, well, we're not being bullies, we're just being fae. Yeah. I guess, I guess that context almost excuses yeah, it. Yeah, like contemporary bullies, like just in like a normal yeah. high school. I don't want to read that. No. No. Right. Next one is called Killing with Kindness, and it's by Laura Ackers. And this is her Div- Davia Glenn mm. series. I think, if I remember right, it's like a spy series. Okay. So the first book's called Dior or Die, which I like. And it's yeah. called Killing with Kindness. It follows the same characters I read from book one. So, top covert operative Davia Glenn has earned a spot on an all-male team, inherited a fortune, and battled terrorist assassins. But can she survive modelling in a fashion show and catch a murderer? 
Oh, is it not spy? It's um, undercover. Oh, I still like it. Yeah. So it's like Miss Congeniality. That's the one I was trying to remember yeah. the name of then. <laughs> when Davia sees a flash of gunfire one night at a nearby home in her wealthy enclave, she decides to investigate. She discovers a double homicide with only one survivor, but her involvement will have unforeseen consequences. While solving the Davia must dodge the paparazzi, be tempted by a hot billionaire, catch a spy, and try to make things work with her handsome operative boyfriend. Yeah, that sounds amazing. So the second book comes out on the 22nd of November. The first book's already out. And that is by Laura Ackers. I think you said that, but just in case I didn't. Okay, another one coming out on the 22nd of November. It's called Uninvited. Mm-hmm. And it's from the All Over You series by Gillian McGregor. Um, let me just read it up. <laughs> See if I can read the second one, or if I have to read the first one. Oh, yeah, so this one, um, you can read them as standalones, I believe. If my internet will allow you. <laughs> yeah, standalones, and they both have like sexy men on the cover, so sexy men books. Nice. The first one is called If You're Interested, although, as I said, they are standalones. Uh, no, we're not going to look at the first one. Okay, right. <laughs> oh, here we go. The first one's called No Way Back. Right. And that's already out. Okay, right. So the second one, which comes out on the 22nd. <laughs> Eleanor L. Roberts is having an identity crisis. She's been working in politics her whole life thanks to her father and his aspirations for both of them. He arranged for her to marry another child of politics, the vice president's son, Mason Davis. Mason and L. I just got distracted, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just started scrolling down the page past oh. reading for no reason. <laughs> and then I was like, hang on. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> One moment. Mason and Elle have been betrothed since toddlerhood. Oh, that's disgusting. And it never bothered her as it was good for her career. That is until Silas Browning enters her life. Using the alias Len, Elle agrees to help out her friend Connor with his new band. What? That's That's changed time the only one who knows her real identity is connor and his girlfriend mish while on the road with connor's band len meets silas ah. the band's temporary manager and the attraction is instant len has made it clear from day one that what they have can't be more than a fling and that she is betrothed to another man when silas figures out len's identity and to whom she is engaged he makes it his mission to make her choose him over mason hmm. mm, interesting yeah. I don't like the name Len from Eleanor. Len. That's the only takeaway I've got right now. Yeah, interesting choice. Yeah, yeah, it sounds cool. I was really confused there because I thought that's a big tonal shift when he started talking about a band. (laughs) They're in politics and all that. It's like, oh, we're going to go for a band. band. I quite like that, actually. That sounds cool, yeah. Awesome. Next one comes out on the 23rd of November. We're now in the future, slash in the past. (laughs) <laughs> and this is uh, the Willow Creek series, and this is called No Promises by Andrea Janelle. So this is a series of like small town romance. So you can read them all as standalones, but they're all set in the same. Okay, I like I like Willow Creek. One of those. So this particular one, he's her best friend's brother, and they've been flirting for five years. As much as Emma wants to climb Trevor Hayes like a tree. <laughs> <laughs> that's it sold I'm really sold don't even tell me more <laughs> <laughs> he's the last thing she needs in her life 
She's building a life in Willow Creek so she could stay under the radar. She's in hiding and she doesn't need the town's hottest law enforcement officer snooping around. When her past catches up with her, he won't let her say no to his protection. She's determined to resist him until they get stranded together in the season's first freak blizzard. Oh. I reckon <laughs> I reckon she's running from an abusive ex. Yeah. And he's like, I'll protect you with my penis. Or she was like in a gang or something. Yeah. Be one of those. <laughs> like she went she went away for college. Yeah. And got caught up in something. Either way that sounds fun and um I bet the whole series is quite fun actually. I like ones like that. I like those kind of ones, yeah. Also coming out on the twenty third of November. That seems to be a good date for them to come out. What why day is that? That's a, a Wednesday. I thought books came out on a Tuesday. I don't know. You do you. You do you booze. Right. <laughs> this one is called Discord and it's by Becca Fogg. Oh, it's a series. Alright. See the excitement I just had there. Because I just remembered the cover of this. They look like Legendborn and they look really good. They don't look like Legendborn, but they like have similar colours like the blue and the red. Ooh. Yeah. So she's the one where it's the face and the colours. Yeah, so that's mm. so the fourth one is lined up to come out, I think, in the new year. So it's called the Duality series. Yeah. Um, it's a 18 plus urban fantasy romance series born of magic, mm. action and space. Snap, 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 snap. <laughs> I know all of the um, book titles begin with D. So there's Duality, Duplicity, Discord and Duality number four. Oh, they haven't got the, uh, the name. I was like, Duality again. This is from the first book. Mm-hmm. Jex thought she was an average post-college girl until she crippled a drunk and nearly incinerated a a gas station. She crippled a drunk and nearly incinerated a gas station. As you do. When her elemental powers manifest... Oh, There we go. She's torn from her placid life and shoved into a war between good and evil, forced to rely on new allies, including the sweetheart captain of the guards and her alpha hole, Valen, Jex must come to terms with her newfound ability for her enemies succeeding capturing her. Yep. Guys, I don't have enough time for all these books, okay? Mm. Okay? Mm. I have a lot of oh. hobbies. I work full time. Can you just not? <laughs> it's a Why Choose series. Oh. It says if you like unique magic systems, sword fights and action sequences, sassy heroines and bonfire hot spice, then this book is for you. Book one contains explicit sex and violence and cheating. Mm. Mm, Some people have a lot of feelings about cheating romances. It does say it's a tangential, tangential, yep. You got it right the first time. Trust yourself. Part of the story, not among the main characters. That's fine. Okay. Yep. Just saying. Yep. That's what I'm saying. I just don't have enough time for this, okay? Could you all write bad books, please? <laughs> or not make them sound interesting. <laughs> <laughs> right, worse synopsis is, yeah. or just write bad so books. So they can just be hidden gems. But even if they are bad up. books, I quite enjoy yeah. a bad book. That's not even like a line for me anymore. <laughs> okay, so um, you know I said we have, we've got some different books. Mm. We've got a little non-fiction book here. Oh, which we've never we don't get many before. non-fictions. No. It also comes out we're doing wiggles she just needed to say something yeah (laughs) comes out on the 23rd of november and this is a puppy hands book your dog's first year oh i know um it's by monique carrie 
and uh, it's an illustrated practical guide for new dog owners with room to document and track your progress. That's adorable. Are you in the process of getting a puppy, or or have you just got your fur baby? Do you need a full list? Uh, do you have a full list of questions? Do you wonder how to potty train it, how to feed it, how to prevent it from pulling? It's always like a first year workbook as well. You can track your puppy's progress. Like a baby book, but cute because it's about puppies. <laughs> so yeah. We, nev- I, we never so had any of us from puppyhood. No, I've never had a puppy because mm. we um, adopted them. So. Mm, yeah, well, I was at the youngest rescue we've had was Bella and she was two. Mm. We got her. I've had kittens. Mm. We never even had baby cats. No. We had one kitten before me and Gav were around. Yeah. That ran away when we were around. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> that cat noped out real hard. <laughs> That's what I thought my cats might be. <laughs> Oh, oh Sibby. Sibby, there's no room for you on this bed. Speaking of cats, <laughs> when there was, was no room for when you. When I was younger, we used to get kittens, and um, mm. our neighbours, they bred greyhounds. None oh, of our cute. kittens survived very long. Oh, oh no. Yeah, and then oh, we just throw the remains back in our garden. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, me and my brother used to find oh, them. I thought it was we going to be a cute story. I thought it was cute. No, it wasn't cute at all. It was traumatising. Yeah, it was. It was very traumatising. <laughs> So I'll never have kittens again. <laughs> yeah. That sounds okay. like a very good little one, but they're very cute. <laughs> so, oh yeah, so this is a new book coming out on the 29th of November. Obviously it's a new book, mm-hmm. naturally. <laughs> By Nicola M. Cameron, and it's... Yeah. Okay. I didn't think you were finished telling me a story. Is it because you like, hey... Oh, tell me more about puppies, Mama. I like puppies. I think. Can I go back to I the puppy book, please? She, she heard you say it was cuter than, her, than a baby book. I know, yeah. She, <laughs> she was like, like, hang on. She's like, what do you know of baby books? She didn't do one for me or my brother. <laughs> you were going to do a journal the whole time you were pregnant with me and that did not happen. <laughs> I have a, a scrapbook that was meant to be um, photos of my son's first year. Yeah. It's still not been made. <laughs> There's a couple of photos sitting in it ready to be stuck in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. No, I'm busy doing the mum thing. I'm busy keeping, busy them, keeping alive. them alive. You can't make <laughs> scrapbooks about him. <laughs> That's like the, the future when he's moved out and he never calls me anymore. Then I'll yeah. make a scrapbook and be like, I remember you. That's for f- his future partners to peruse. <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm like uh, retired yeah. oh no wait because my generation won't retire yeah, no. and die working when you're working part time in your minimum wage job <laughs> speaking of dystopian futures coming out on the 29th of November mm-hmm. is a book by Nicola M. Cameron and it's a book I think it's the third book, but I think they're standalone, in her Esposito County Shifter series. Yep, okay, Shifters, tell yeah. me no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, nestled in the foothills of New Mexico's Sandia Mountains, Esposito County is... Why do I read that so weird? I know that's a word, Esposito. County is an area where shifters of all kinds have found refuge over the years. Finding love, however... Is another matter entirely. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you can guess what the covers look like. So the books are called like this one that's coming out is called Growl, and the ones that are already out are called Howl and Snarl. Oh, me guess there is a half naked gentleman mm-hmm. with some kind of with the animal, animal, yeah. yeah, and they have a lady next to him as well, like just to mix it up. Love it. Yep. Oh, this one. Yeah. The cover. Right. <laughs> it's called. The... I, I love you more than a cover, don't worry. It comes out on the 30th of November. I will 100% be wanting to read this. I say that, and then in a year's time, I'll be like, oh yeah, I meant oh, to yeah, read that, that thing. <laughs> but it's going to be coming out on Kindle Unlimited, so perhaps I have no excuse. Okay. Skip Just get to it now. Okay. Stop it. <laughs> it's called The Collared Empress and it's book one in the King's Collared series. And it looks like a Hobbit book. <gasps> oh, it's so pretty. So I don't even care what it's about. I want a physical copy because it looks like a Hobbit. What if that golden ring is like the collar? Oh my God. So it's a green book and it's got like a golden ring of. Like some sort of illustration, yes, and a little like dagger in the middle. Oh, it's by um, Demetria Douglas, by the way. Um, And it just it screams like Lord of the Rings to me, and I just I need it in my life. I need it's even got like classic font. Yep. Right. Would you bear the name your captor gave you if it meant you would survive? Traumatized collars captured enslaved. Empress struggles to survive under human control. Bearing her new name in an des- in a desperate hope to hide who she truly is, the man holding her leash, Warlord Jared Gray, is kind in his way, giving her what freedoms he can. But he still holds her captive, still strives to mould her into his weapon, his tool, all in the name of his order, all in the name of the rights. The Warlord cares for her and protects her, even as he forces her to use her blood magic to suit his whims. Empress seeks her freedom, her vengeance. Even as she is swayed by the handsome man, or perhaps more accurately, swayed by the wide gunmetal collar wrapped around her throat, will Empress, an elven blood user, achieve her goals, or will Jared, the human warlord, achieve his? It's the first book in a six-part series. Oh no. <laughs> the King's Collard has been written as one project to ensure continuity. Mm. If you like dark fantasy, raw emotions, enemies to lovers, and enemies to lovers and back again, You'll love Demetria Douglas's new fantasy series. Front row, Demetria Douglas. This is four hundred and twenty-seven pages, and you've it's all is it? You've already written it as a six parts. Don't have the time to read this. And how do you find the time to write these things? Like, what are you guys just like? How the discipline? Ugh. Gel, totes gel. I just need it. I I just need the physical book. I don't even care if I don't like the yeah. book. I, <laughs> even if you never read it, you just need it. Match, like all with similar colours. Wait, what if what if the little is on the spine, like the little <gasps> dagger in the circle? Are they on the spine? If you haven't done that, do that. Yeah, she hasn't got a physical. Oh, they haven't got a physical copy here. Mm. If you do ever do physical copies, you need to have if these are going to have different symbols on the covers. They need to be on the spine. In line. I'm telling you now. And just we'll, we'll design it. For us you. nerds will just go feral for it. And then we need a red cover, a dark blue, like a navy cover, and like that, yeah. that brown cover, like a, like yeah, a an earth and earthy color. Um, how many is that? That's we need a blue. Four. We need like a sky bluey, oceany bluey, a teal. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Thank you. There you go. <laughs>
hoist it and I'll put it on my bookshelf behind me in TikTok mm-hmm. so I can be like, I intend on reading this at some point. Look at me, I'm such a reader. <laughs> Look at my pretty books. books I've not read one of them. them. <laughs> I only read the brand new one that's just joined the shelf. <laughs> right. I just next. Oh, no, wait. <gasps> that's all the November releases. <gasps> I didn't think I'd make it through. My voice was starting oh to crack Oh my God. We're not like, even, we're not even made it to an hour. <gasps> we were so disciplined this time. Usually these indie ones run long. Like, we're prepared for them to run too long. We've been very good. It's because we didn't do loads of um, cover discussions. Yeah. Um, gosh, that's good, isn't it? There's so much cat fur in my face right now. <sighs> maybe. Maybe. No, no. Should we just... No, How okay. many December ones have you got? It's about the same number of... I think releases. it's about nine. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's do it in our part two then. Yeah. Maybe. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Mm. There's, like, a couple of books that came out earlier in the, in the year. times <laughs> and i'm just going to mention two of them that i think look cool mm-hmm. because we either found out about them recently or they were sent to us that when i was going through them both of them i picked out books that i want mm. to read and one of them i put on my kindle straight away so we're gonna look at them mm-hmm. let's do it and then we will take a break so i can <laughs> rest finally be and have that wee i just got I need I mean, to feed I'm you a, as I'm well. I'm Mum. I'm surprised I've not just weed all over your bed still. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the control right now. <laughs> we, we don't hold back on this podcast. We tell your audience. Yeah. Yeah. I'm completely honest. <laughs> okay, so this is a horror book. Mm. And it's called The Laughing Policeman. And it's by Elizabeth J. Brown. Oh, that already gave me like goosebumps. Right. Like, and it's uh, part of her Brimstone Chorus series. <sighs> and I just have to show you the cover. Uh, oh my god that's so creepy if if anyone's played or seen images of we happy few it's that kind of vibe it's like like a zombie policeman laughing policeman and he's like reaching to the skin (laughs) just give me goosebumps Mm. i'm gonna see that at the corner of my eye later (laughs) tonight (laughs) um the law failed him the demon won't Charlie Haynes is an aging ex-detective working unsolved cases. Obsessed with... Well, I assumed it was a horror by the cover. Yeah. <laughs> it is a horror, yeah. But, um, <laughs> I was like, hang on, is this a crime book? Because it should be a cover. It should be a horror. See, I, I literally put... I got it from my Kindle Unlimited just based on the cover. I was like, yep. Done. Sold. <laughs> so I didn't actually read that. We <laughs> do judge books by their covers yeah, here. I mean, we just had a massive thing telling that author what they should do on their cover. Um... Obsessed with cleanliness and order, Charlie is a loner who trades on his experience of grisly crimes and struggles to maintain a relationship with his adult daughter. When three teenagers are murdered in a public cemetery, the ritualistic killings show similarities to one of Charlie's old investigations, a savage serial killer who targeted the members of the notorious traveller family, the Boswells. Charlie is called in to speak to the one surviving witness, whose terrifying testimony confirms his fear. The caravan cannibal is back, roused by the reappearance of an ancient dagger that has haunted Charlie throughout his career. Perfect. It's the first book in the Brimstone Chorus Dark Fantasy series. It contains violence and strong language. Yeah, I oh, should yeah. hope it does. Okay, it and, better. <laughs> and the other one that I saw and I was like, hi, it's just so cute. It's a um, middle grade book, which made it even cuter because we never talk about middle grade books. So both of these are out. And this one's called 
Witch Test, and it's by Katie L. Carroll. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to assume it's going to be a series just because I feel it should be. <laughs> We've made that decision for you. Yeah. Get on it. <laughs> so the uh, reading age is 10 to 14. Cute. Liza is sinking in a bubbling cauldron of middle school rumours when the entire eighth grade begins studying at the Salem Witch Trials. It seems everyone is on a witch hunt when uh, with Liza as the target number one. Worst of all, her ex-best friend is the one who started a rumour that Liza has bewitched a boy with a love potion. As the bullying intensifies, Liza's loneliness grows. More than ever, she wishes her mother was still alive. The glimmer of hope arrives when Liza finds her mother's diary, until she actually reads it. Turns out her family's connection to witches goes back for centuries. So much for the witch stuff being rumours. If Liza can channel her inner witch at the Halloween night corn maze, she'll find enough strength to stand up for herself. If not, she risks losing a piece of herself with growing depression and any hope of happiness. This is a... Upper middle grade mean girls meets the craft and look at the cover. It's like a little illustrated wig. And she's like in a she's in, in the cornfield. Yeah. It just looks so cute. Yeah. Little pumpkin. I love the sound of it. So they're they're just two that I really want to read. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go we did it we, we did, did it. it we were so disciplined oh, i didn't think i would even make it through them all yeah we usually I'm tangent so a lot in the indie ones <laughs> yeah we're really good this lots time. of self-control for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i didn't and yeah. we didn't talk for 10, 20 minutes about my week <laughs> no nor my week and i mm. actually had stuff happen this week yeah me too mm-hmm. it was quite a week okay we'll do that whilst we're eating lunch yeah <laughs> <laughs> right we hope you <clears> check out some of those authors and come back next week for part two of yes. our indie authors update. The December releases. Yeah. Potentially just some more if I can fit them in. Okay, love you. Bye. Love you, bye. As a friend, bye. I love you as more than a friend. <laughs> <laughs>